0: Everybody, welcome back to the Midnight Terrors Podcast. I am your co host today, Kevin slash Bucky, here with Jason slash Diamond. Jason, how the fuck are you?
1: I am doing fucking great. <laughs> and this is the Midnight Terrors Podcast. But as I like to say it, it's Megan, you left your Midnight Terrors. <laughs> Megan, you need your Midnight Terrors Podcast. What the hell That's is sailing, that? Sailing way over your head, but I guarantee you, somebody's going to get it, and they're going to laugh at it. Hopefully, but
0: sorry. Ahead. Repeat, repeat what you said. What I heard? Get you get get your Midnight Terrors podcast. What was the first part? Megan, 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 Megan. What the hell is that?
1: <laughs> it's it's from Keen Peel.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Meet like it's, Megan. It's a- Oh, I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're making the
0: connection now. All right, I get it now. All right. Megan, Megan got it with an M. Gotcha.
1: Somebody somebody will love it.
0: All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. One
1: out of 50, one out of 50 will get it and they'll, they'll, excited but yeah anyway.
0: jason jason, <laughs> go, jason going for the deep cuts there i guess um uh, any- yeah man I, well dude i have to get creative with the the name of the show like <laughs> every week you don't have that pressure i have that pressure <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> i guess so but uh jason we are we are back we um we just uh put out an episode on fire in the sky last week uh and as Great we're recording episode. this it came out uh yesterday as we're recording this but um Fun episode, man.
1: Yeah, man. Um and you know that was that was one of mine that I I wanted to get at at the, at the beginning of the show. Yeah, um, man. So I was I was glad to get get to it and finally make you watch it. So Yeah,
0: and it was a cool good time. On. And uh can yep. we can we point out um a hilarious comment from our good buddy Zach ZC Kroll uh, that we saw on our Instagram this morning from that episode. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh,
1: um, yeah. So I, I caught the comment um, uh, this morning and uh, it, it, it was in the last episode. You said you hadn't seen um,
0: close encounters of the third, of the fourth close kind or third kind. Sorry. You-
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I called you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And uh, and Zach uh, left us a comment. He was like, "Dude, I just literally spit my coffee all over myself yeah. because, because Diamond called you a
0: bitch." Yeah. That. So yeah. he so he wrote that on the post for the Fire in the Sky episode that I made on the Instagram page, and yeah, I for Insta. Yep. I screen capped that and I sent it to Jason, <laughs> and then you started a back and forth with him from your Instagram um, with Zach and. <laughs> you uh you had some hilarious banter going on with him that he continued to laugh at. And uh I just gotta say, man, I fucking love Zach. I just came back from uh Horror Hound weekend in uh Cincinnati, Ohio, and I actually got to meet Zach and hang out with him uh for the Very for cool. a lot of for a lot of the weekend. And he is a great dude. Love you, buddy. It was so great meeting you and hanging out with you and uh Jason, I can't wait for uh, when he comes down to Charleston for us to to kick it with him.
1: Yeah, me either, man. Like I, you know, that's the fun part about this show is that uh, you know, when we started this off, we didn't think that we were going to meet like all these friends and have like all of these interactions, and it's it's a lot of fun just having relationships with like Zach, ZC, Kroll. Um, you know, we've got the reviewed death guys uh you know, um, I was actually just listening to um I was a teenage film snob today, hell, yeah, um, you know, and just like it's it's fun, and just even on our insta, you know, just having our friends come on and just kind of post you know funny stuff or say, hey, like you know this was really funny, like I listened to your episode. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And, and I never imagined when we started this, that we would make as many friends as, as we have and just have so much fun with it. No, um,
0: I, so no, absolutely not. And, um, <clears throat> you know, on that same note, I've been, uh, another good buddy of ours, uh, R. Jacob Honeybrook Roy from the pet cemetery episode. I've been, uh, reading yeah. through, I've been reading through his books, um, over the last, uh, couple weeks. And, uh, been chatting with him a bunch. I just, you know, hit him up, you know, telling him how much I liked his stories and then that trend just transitioned into us talking about music and literature and films and stuff like that. So it's it's really really cool that um this little show that we do just for fun is uh you know, has connected us with so many people from all over the world at this point. So um it's been awesome making all these friends uh through Midnight Terrors and there's so many more that we haven't mentioned, but uh to everyone that we're friends with from the podcast and are now, you know, friends with in uh, in our daily lives. We love you guys and we appreciate all of you. And uh, yeah, now we're back, Jason. Yeah, and, it's um, fun.
1: Yeah. Like I, like I woke up today and like I kind of had a long day in front of me um, and just like kind of waking up to, <laughs> to Zach just saying I spit my coffee out listening to this. I was like, all right, cool, man. Yeah. I was like, that kind of makes my day. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've also <laughs> sure. got the
0: banter going with uh, the guys from uh, Reviewed to Death, Marcus and Luke, because uh, we're all going we're all going back and forth about um, Moonfall.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you guys are still wrong about that, but it's all right.
0: It is three uh, against one on that one, my friend. So you are the one that is wrong. But <laughs> right, whatever.
1: Hey, man, I don't I don't mind being the odd one out. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, no, it's cool. You, I think I said that to you earlier that uh, we were talking about like uh, your. Um, for lack of better words, we we used the term characters earlier when we were talking about us on the podcast. Sure. We are we are ourselves on the show, but we are like slightly elevated versions of ourselves on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about um, it, it, and I think my comment was like, I enjoy kind of being the the lovable bad cop. If yeah. you're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. Yep. Um, and <laughs> but we were talking uh, with each other. I was like. Because you know me. Uh, this is just me. This is just how I am. Yeah. Now, like, w- when we're recording, I, I elevate it a little bit just because it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, this is basically who we are, and yeah. that's what we do.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And uh, I think we're going to do that again uh, this evening. So, Jason, last week was your movie pick. This one was mine. Uh, yep. As you all heard at the end of the Fire in the Sky episode, I left a hint that... Uh, the movie that we were going to talk about this week was from this year, from 2023, and uh, we are now doing an episode on the movie that started off the year, Meghan. Megan. Megan! <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid, but I love Key Peel, Um But, uh, yeah, so now we're going to talk about Megan, and I'm very excited about this. Um, I posted... Uh, way back in January on the Midnight Terrors Instagram, when I saw this in theaters, I asked people who was going to go see it and I saw it twice in theaters. Um, and I really love this movie and, uh, Jason, you know, took a little bit to, to get to see it finally. And he watched it. Um, what, when did you watch this Jason? Like a month ago now? Um,
1: yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, about a month ago. Okay. Cause you watched um, because, it cause you
0: watched it at home, right? On Peacock?
1: yeah yeah it was it was streaming um and you know the the kids you know because my girls are seven um and they had been seeing little like youtube clips of it and you know stuff like that and they were they were like daddy please can we watch it daddy please and i was like well i gotta i've gotta look at it first just to make sure it's okay um and you know, I even asked. I even asked you because you had seen it before we had.
0: I had, I, yeah. I said,
1: "Hey, like, it's it, it, like, is this kind of okay for the girls to watch?" And we were like, "Yeah, it's 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 not that bad. You know, it's 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 fine." Um, and so I finally decided to. We we had a little movie night. The girls and I sat down and watched it, and I I really enjoyed it, and they they loved it too. Um, awesome, yeah. It's just uh... just to, to kind of preface this sorry i didn't mean to over talk you no go ahead buddy Um, but just to kind of preface um i really enjoyed megan i think it's a great movie yep now it catching the reviews that it did like saying it's like (laughs) perfect it's the best thing ever it's like uh, Everybody was just raving about how like amazing it was. Yeah, when and- it,
0: when it came out, I remember exactly what you're talking about, the Rotten Tomato reviews, which I usually don't pay attention to um cuz they yeah. they realistically don't mean anything, but um I remember Typically, that. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're just, you know, a consensus overview and everybody's opinion is going to be different, so it really doesn't make a difference, but um right. when this movie came out, it was getting like up in the 90s of percentage-wise from Rotten Tomato oh, which was. was which was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was it was before
1: before it actually got theater release. It was like it like 100%. And I yeah. was like I was like, "Wow, like this this shit should be pretty groundbreaking." Um and again, I I I really love the movie. I think it's great. Like I I really have nothing bad to say about it. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't understand why all of this, like, super hype around it. Yeah. Um, But anyways. Yeah. yeah, So we'll we'll move. We'll move forward. Well, we'll we'll (laughs) do. Just a little preface there. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: we want to get our initial thoughts out of the way, which is a good segue because heads up to everybody listening. If you have not seen Megan, we are going to talk spoilers galore. So if you've not seen it yet, um, it's available on streaming on Peacock now. Uh, Both the rated and the unrated cuts are out there. So don't listen to this if you don't want it spoiled for you. Um, But that was our overall thoughts. We both like the movie a lot. um, And we're going to do a discussion on it into a deep dive in all the spoilers so don't listen to us if you haven't uh, seen the movie yet and then come back but um well and, uh,
1: I mean to be honest though too like I mean just from the the trailers and everything before I watched the movie I had a good grasp of what it was um it, it's it's not something that has like super twists or turns or anything like that but no um like, I had an idea of what I was going into. And what I saw, I was like, okay, that's what I was, that's what I was after. Yeah. So you,
0: you all know what the, you all know, you all listening know what the setup is. You know, killer AI doll, smart toy is given to a young girl, and of course, like any of these AI horror movies, it becomes smart and becomes uh, hostile and starts causing problems, and that is the movie Megan. Um, but heads up, yeah, these are, that's these, pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I love the movie, but it's very simple and we'll get into, uh, why I love it. And, you know, again, it is a simple plot, but if you don't want it spoiled for you, stop listening, go watch it, come back. But let's dive into spoilers and talk about Megan. But I want to start. Yeah, so, give us, so give I, us a settle. Yeah. So like I said, um, <clears throat> the movie is about a young girl played by one of the, uh, best like younger actresses out there these days. Violet McGraw from uh, Haunting of Hill House and Doctor Sleep. Um, she's always awesome yep. whenever she pops up. She's, she's very good. Yes. Um. So she's a young girl who at the be- at the very beginning of the movie, she's driving with her parents in a snowstorm and. Uh, They end up getting hit by a uh, snow vehicle and the parents are killed and Violet is left, uh, or her name is um, Katie in the movie. Um, Katie is left uh, as an orphan and she's got to go live with her Aunt Gemma, played by, oh shit, I'm blanking on the actress's name, but um, the main... You're blanking on an actress's name? I am. That's what I use you for. I think. <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna clarify and I'll edit this out. I think her name's Allison Williams. Hold on. stop uh, nope, you can't Google search. Not allowed. Oh, I will, and I'm gonna edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, what Allison is, Williams. Yeah, yeah, A- yeah. Allison Williams. Fuck yeah. Why do I doubt myself? Okay. Um. Anyway. All right, there you go. <laughs> so. Uh, Aunt Gemma's played by Allison Williams from Get Out who is al- always who is also always oh, awesome. I, for- I
1: forgot that she was get in Get Out.
0: Yeah, she's uh Rose. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot
0: about that. So, Aunt Gemma's played by Allison Williams who is always awesome and uh she's going to take care of uh Katie now. Um and she doesn't really know how to be a parent and you know Katie's dealing with the loss of her parents and We've got the dynamic of Aunt Gemma not knowing what to do or how to be a parent. So she designs toys for a big, uh, like smart toys for a big corporation, and she builds Megan. And, uh, well, and
1: I, I think it's I think it's really funny when I was watching with the girls, um, the girls uh, were kind of familiar with like Furbies.
0: Oh, like, God. From back the, in the day. Yeah, the like parody Furbies at the beginning
1: yeah and so and that's that's kind of what their their design concept or or what they were doing at the beginning we're making these smart kind of ai furbies oh yes um and i i even told the girls i was like i was like girls you know what i had a furby um <laughs> and, and and they did they would they would like kind of record your voice and yep. uh you know shoot it back to you or or say phrases that you would say um I, I i don't know exactly what the the tech was behind it but they they learned so at first they would just like speak gibberish and then they would start speaking english kind of like kind of like having a parrot yeah you
0: know, basically like, yeah. um and i i also had furbies uh as a kid and um i'm kind of surprised in retrospect that that toy ever became popular because those things are creepy as hell <laughs> like there
1: yeah, they are the man. way in- they the way their
0: freaking eyes move when you like tilt them and whatnot they're so damn creepy but um I, I
1: think i think i may have referenced this um when we were on the puka episode
0: yeah i had puka in my thoughts a lot while rewatching this but um
1: but uh but yeah the the i would i would be asleep and then all of a sudden uh, the Furby would wake up and be like, hi, Jason. Nobody
0: was like, what, what, what?
1: like <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> something that
0: spits your voice back out to you or talks, uh, is never good news in, uh, in these AI horror movies. And, um, yeah, but right. that, so that's the setup is that, uh, Aunt Gemma makes Megan for Katie to be a companion. And, uh, everything seems normal, but of course it's a smart AI doll. Megan's gonna grow smarter and more self aware. And, uh, she may just get to some malicious shit, and that's our uh, that's our killer Megan movie. Um, so well, I, we talked about our I, overall thoughts, Jason, and I kind of want to go backwards a little bit. Um, and I want to yeah, let's start at the beginning. Well, before we dive into the specifics of the movie, I kind of want to ask about your expectations before the movie came out because I got to tell you, I along with many other people did not have high hopes for this movie. Um, it's, uh, you know, I love Blumhouse Studios and this is a Blumhouse movie. Um, right. I think they did really good with the Halloween films. They got some winners, you know, Happy Death Day is awesome. Get Out, of course, is also awesome. Yep. Um, but you know, some of their other stuff is a little questionable, like that Truth or Dare movie from 2018. Um, oh and, yeah,
1: I think I, I think I watched that once. Um, yeah super thrilled with it, but yeah, I, no, I think it's decent enough.
0: I had no interest. But they also put out, you know, Sinister. Um, so they, you know, for the most part, their movies are pretty decent, but whenever they go a little more commercial with the movies, they're usually not the best. Sometimes um I shouldn't yeah, say I shouldn't say usually, but sometimes they're not the greatest. So when I saw that Megan was coming out, I was excited to see it because I love Blumhouse, but I did not have high expectations for it. So I kind of wanted to ask you when you saw these trailers come out about a killer AI doll, what what were your thoughts? Were you excited? Did you shake your head at it or roll your eyes? What you what was running through your head?
1: Well, I'm I'm with you 100. Like if I see Blumhouse on something, I'm I, I usually have at least a decent amount of interest um, because they they have a good track record um, with me. Say usually if I see Blumhouse, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm gonna watch this. Um, and and again, they're they're a little hit or miss here and there, but for, for the most part, they're great. Um, but this, like when when I saw the trailers and when I saw the concept, what I was the first thing that came to my head was the Chucky remake because, yep, I agree they, with you.
0: I agree with yeah, you. Yeah,
1: when they yeah, when they did the Chucky remake, it wasn't like some guy's soul went into the doll. It was it was this AI that kind of went off the rails. And so that that was the first thing that came to my head. So I was like, okay, like the concept's not that original. Um but at the same time, everybody's like freaking out about it. So I was like yeah maybe it's maybe it's not the most original concept but uh, apparently everybody thinks it's amazing um and is loving it so you know I'll give it a shot um and uh I did you know from the trailers especially uh seeing her do these weird uh, do that <laughs> so everybody knew <laughs> that little
0: dance the megan everybody dance Yeah, little dance
1: yeah and so like seeing that little dance which is kind, it's kind of weird. It's kind of creepy, like just seeing her do that little dance or whatever, and say, "Yeah, I think that's what everybody like kind of picked up on um, at the beginning, or or you know before even seeing the movie." And of course, it became a big TikTok thing, and you know whatever. But um, but no, I I I mean, I was interested just because of the the high ratings and. Um, but I, I, still had my, um, I was still hesitant about it cause I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, but, but I was, I was interested. I, I was like, yeah, I want to watch it.
0: Yeah. Same here. I, um, I expected just kind of a fun, like 90 minute, um, you know, killer AI, um, movie. And, you know, another thing too, is that. I know for a lot of people, PG-13 horror is like a sticking point for them, and they usually don't like it when they see that, and that was um, uh, something that people, you know, of course, were like, eh, PG-13 when Megan came out, but that was before they saw it, and then when they saw it, they were like, oh, no, this is great, and we'll touch on why this PG-13 worked better than others, but PG-13 horror what? never never really bothers me. You know, some of the... Some of my favorite horror movies are PG13. I don't really think that you need to be a rated R horror movie to be creepy and successful and uh you know some do it better than others but um I actually thought that Megan was a pretty successful PG13 horror movie
1: yeah we've we've actually talked about this before um that typically I'm I'm kind of the same way when I when I say uh like PG 13 horror movie, Um, depending on what the content is or what kind of movie if if it's a creature feature or it's like an exorcism movie or if it's just you know all the different genres um seeing pg-13 depending on what it is a lot of the time it can turn me off but I've been really shocked and really surprised by some PG thirteen movies.
0: Yeah, probably the biggest one was uh, the A Quiet Place movies.
1: Oh yeah, dude, both of those, both of them were freaking fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know, and- I know you're not big on this series, but the Insidious movies are very creepy as PG thirteen movies for me.
1: Oh, it, are none of them rated R?
0: No, all PG thirteen across the board for Insidious. You wouldn't think that was some of the, some okay. of the, um, some of the stuff that's in there. But no, those are all PG thirteen.
1: I didn't realize because you know, that, I mean, I love James Wan and I, I like that first Insidious, but I got a little bored afterwards. Sure. Um, with the sequels, um, but no, I didn't, I didn't realize those were PG thirteen. Um, but I mean, uh, so we we talked you know aliens last week you know with fire in the sky um and uh we'll we'll probably talk uh about another movie um uh, dark skies um and dark skies was pg13 and dark skies scared the living shit out of me <laughs> yep i remember you said that you know what
0: you know what else is uh, pg13 that is a really good slasher i actually mentioned it earlier when i talked about blumhouse uh happy death day
1: Oh, and that movie was so fun, man! Yeah, I've I've
0: yet to I've yet to see the sequel for some reason. I just I never saw it in theaters, and I keep you know forgetting to go back to it. But that first Happy Death Day is amazing.
1: Oh, second one's great too. They're both just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's just a it's just a fun slasher, and um, the concept behind it, of course, is you know pretty silly. Um, But but they're fun, Um, and well, and I was talking about. too with you last night we're we're off on super tangent right now that's <laughs> oh, all right I'm, I wanted I wanted
0: to touch on there's a lot to dive into with Megan in terms of like you know the marketing and the rating and stuff so I kind of wanted to set up a, a background for that stuff before we dive into the movie
1: sure. um but I I was telling you on I, I know you haven't seen it yet but I, I just watched um knock at the cabin um, oh yeah the new m night and it was rated r and uh you know i enjoyed the movie but like when i was watching it other than them dropping the f-bomb you know every few minutes um there was really like no gore in it like there was no uh i mean there's a little bit of blood but like nothing crazy and, and I was in, and I was watching it, and I was like, why is this thing rated R other than saying fuck every <laughs> five seconds?
0: Yeah, well, uh, well, a movie of Shyamalan's that's even more edgy than that one. I haven't seen Knock at the Cabin yet, but I've heard about it, and I read what happened uh, in the movie. But um, Split, man, really rides the line of being a rated R movie, and it's PG-13, and it's so disturbing. Yeah, and, and it, that's you know
1: that's what when we were talking yesterday that's what i was saying i was like i was like if anything of m nights that i would assume would be rated r or whatever i i would think that it would be um uh mr glass um or or split like i you know i would think that would catch the r rating but apparently not
0: no but uh so yeah our our point with that is that PG13 can kind of go either way and uh, and you know to really dive into Megan now now that we've set up the background about our expectations and PG13 horror um I think what really helps Megan to be a good PG13 horror movie is that they really went the self-aware route this movie is very um aware that it came out in 2023 and has a lot to yeah, say yeah. about technology and it very much leans into the horror comedy lane that we love so much here on midnight terrors you know case in point yes we do megan like when <laughs> megan's dancing in the movie that's like her killing spree at the corporation um yeah
1: yes yeah, it's, it's right before she goes into like a ape shit mode
0: <laughs> yeah and so uh You know, to throw that in there, they're very aware of the absurdity of the concept and they just go in for some comedic stuff for it. Some of Megan's one liners are really funny. Um, The co workers for Aunt Gemma are really funny. And, uh, you know, again, just the absurd things that she does that Megan does to kill people. Um, So I think, honestly, I... I think, honestly, the comedic parts and not taking this concept so seriously is what makes this movie so much fun.
1: Well, you know on one hand, um, you're completely right and, and and I agree that like it's it's self-aware. They know what they're doing. They know the concepts, kind of silly, you know and, and and they don't shy away from that. Um, but at the beginning, um, with uh, with the daughter losing her parents and then going to live with her aunt, like that dynamic because her, her aunt doesn't know how to take care of a child like yeah. she. um and so you know she's she's lonely yeah. she's like you know um, and, and and they even dive kind of a little bit into it where um you know her aunt's going to put her to bed you know for the first time and she says you know, Daddy usually reads a couple of books to me and then sings to me, and you know this shit. And her aunt's like, I, I, I'm not, not saying that she, she, she doesn't say I'm not going to do that, but she's just like, she says, I, she I, says I'm, I
0: don't, I don't have any kids books around here, but I can download one on my phone.
1: Right. So it's it's just not the same. So no, uh, they they do a good job of pointing out that you know the loss of her parents um uh is is pretty traumatic and then and then her her aunt really can't fill in like she and and it's a little bit later you can kind of blame her (laughs) but um (laughs) you know, kind of at the beginning, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, she just doesn't know how yeah. she's never had a kid before. She didn't plan on having kids or, no. you know, I, I think she makes a statement like, you know, I never wanted kids or, or didn't, you know, and, and so she just didn't, she didn't know any better. And so, um, you know, the little girl's lonely.
0: Yeah. And, uh, that also, that dynamic also sets this movie apart because there. This story is a bit of a tearjerker, man. Like <laughs> Megan, it, yeah, is so, Megan is so Megan is so much fun, but like I feel so bad for Katie in this movie. And again, Violet yes. M- Violet McGraw as Katie is like devastating. I feel so bad for this little kid. Um so, you know, as we talked about as we're going to kind of, you know, do a deep dive into the plot, the movie opens with a hilarious commercial that I completely forgot about, which is the Furby uh, parodies. And they're like, you can continue to feed it and it'll, it'll fart and, (laughs) uh, and it'll poop out little pellets. uh, And, uh, you know, right out of the way, the technology or right out of the gate, the technology is very like absurd. And Katie's playing with this little Furby thing in the back of her parents' car with a tablet Right, and, and the, it's
1: farting, and, and yeah. they're like, oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> and the
0: parents, which is very funny, Um, and the parents even make, you know, some comments about technology there. Like, what's the point of a toy if you play with it through a tablet? Um, right, right, right. Which, you know, is very accurate. You know, Jason, like, even back when I was a kid, and definitely when you were a kid, there's no tablets to play with toys, <laughs> you no, know? No, It was, you played with the toy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that type of messaging throughout. But yeah, so we're we follow Katie and her parents. They're driving through a snowstorm. They don't have snow tires on, and the parents, you know, decide to uh they're driving through the mountains and they pull over, they stop dead center in the middle of the road, and they're like, We'll wait for a snow vehicle to come come by and the dad says, How long will that be? And then crash. Bam. Yep. Uh, And And then then we, we cut to the, we cut to the title, we cut, yep. And we cut to the title card, Megan. Um, And then we, you know, that's our, that's our story. And then we meet Aunt Gemma and she's working on Megan already. She's been trying to work on this since before, before Katie came into the picture. Right. And Megan looks Um, terrifying, by the way, without hair.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she does. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think I think the the early um, uh, the early parts where they're showing Megan as they're kind of assembling her, um, it is pretty creepy. Like trying to put because they they very early on get um, basically a face for. Mm-hmm. It's like a three D printed uh, mask that they get to go over the head um to make Megan look more normal or more human.
0: Yeah, but they um, but they so... don't have the they don't have the blonde hair on her yet, so it's just a bald right, head right. with a with a blank yes, expression it's... on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have to tell you Jason right out of the gate and for again background for the recording of the episode, so I just rewatched Megan to prep for the episode and I actually watched the unrated version. Um, which I know you haven't seen yet, um, and you know beforehand I would only seen the theatrical cut, but the version that I watched tonight was the unrated version. Um, so yeah, I, c- I didn't
1: even you you told me about the unrated. I did I didn't even realize there was an unrated. Um, yeah, because at the time it just came out um, on Peacock, and the girls were begging me to watch it, and I was like, all right,
0: yeah. Um, so, so we just
1: watched the theatrical.
0: Yeah, which is which is still good. You know, the theatrical cut is the one that I. You know that I fell in love with when I saw the movie. Um, and there's not a huge amount of differences for the theatrical cut versus the unrated cut. For most, for better or for worse, it's pretty much the exact same movie, just with the gore effects put back in. Um, right. but I will tell you a major difference is that the the C, uh, not coo, but the Aunt Gemma's boss, the Asian man. Yeah. Um. He says a lot of swear words throughout the movie. <laughs> he comes. <laughs> he comes in and is like, "And I want a a swiping card for this fucking door." Yeah, yeah. I'm and like, there's remembered. just there's just yeah. random little swear words that pop up. Sure. Um. Yeah. So that's probably the big difference is the language. When the kills come up, there's more gore. Uh. Inserted. Um, it's not the most seamless of stuff that's added in, to be quite honest with you. It's a little noticeable when the gore is added in because it doesn't look like it's seamlessly in the scene. Um, it looks a little CGI, like, imposed over top of it, but it's, you know, it's fun to see some more gore when, uh, when we start to get to the kills, but I'll touch on those later. Um. But
1: yeah, so, so basically, um, um, what's, what's the little girl's name? Um,
0: uh katie
1: yeah so katie her parents are dead her aunt doesn't really know how to take care of her or uh, she's not her her parents like she's used to you know her dad and mom taking really good care of her um and her aunt is working on this ai doll megan Mm -hmm. um and megan she introduces katie to megan
0: Yeah. So Um, we,
1: and and Megan is AI. So she's, she's supposed to learn. Yep. Um, what to do or, or learn how to, um, and one of the things that I think is really cool, um, is that they talk about imprinting. Yes. Um, which it, I don't know if you know a whole lot about that, but like in, like in Animal Kingdom and stuff, they talk about imprinting. So like you can, you can take like a, you can take like a a cat away from its mother and introduce it to a dog and if it's young enough it imprints like they they kind of make this eye contact and they'll they'll figure out that this is it's it's not their mother but they just like it's it's this connection that they make and all yeah, the
0: Yeah, they say uh later on when the child psychiatrist is uh talking to Gemma about like, you know, Katie's forming um, you know, like a relationship of some type of caregiver with uh with Megan later on. She's so reliant on her. And uh a movie that actually also touched on that was the original Jurassic Park because they uh you know, when the, when printing, the, yep. yeah, when the dinosaurs are born, um, uh, John Hammond is like, oh, we imprint on them at birth and I'm here for every birth of every dinosaur. Um, um, well, it's the
1: same thing too. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen um, AI.
0: I have. Um, I fucking hate that movie.
1: And fuck you for that.
0: No, um, Jason, that movie. is one of, that is one of yeah. the worst Steven Spielberg movies I've ever seen. I hate that story. I, I fucking well, hate I fucking hate that movie.
1: It's technically a Stanley Kubrick movie that uh, was not finished and Steven Spielberg finished it for him. Um, but no they they talk about the imprinting. It's like you 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 see the mother or you see the person that's supposed to be your caretaker and you imprint um, and once that's done, there's no kind of going back.
0: Yeah, that movie, um, yeah, that movie's dark and depressing as shit. And uh yeah, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> like
1: um it's it's one of the few that uh <laughs> I think I think I talked about um when we were on um uh when we were in with uh teenage film uh snob.
0: Oh, with um, James with sorry. uh James.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were talking to James and I was saying, hey, like, there's not many movies that make me cry, but Braveheart's one of them. Um, but AI was one too, man. Like, when he gets to spend his last day with his mom, like, I was yeah, just dude. like, oh, you bastards. Yeah, oh, it's dude, so I, sad, I hate it's
0: that. Like... I hate that ending so much. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's, be-
1: Anyways, that's, yeah, be- that's yeah.
0: besides the point. But so the, the imprinting thing. So Megan in
1: imprints. uh. With
0: Katie. Yeah, she's paired, so, she's paired with Katie once she's created. And right. we spend a little bit of time with uh, Katie and Gemma together before Megan comes into the picture. Um, and we see Katie kind of struggling and Gemma not really knowing what to do. And the child psychiatrist is like, I need to know that Katie is you know, supported here and that this is a safe place for her. And so with Katie struggling, um, we are introduced to... You know, a really nice moment between Gemma and Katie when Gemma's working in the lab and she shows Katie the big uh Bruce robot that she built. Looks like a looks like a rock'em sock'em yeah. robot. <laughs> yeah. Um and which is badass. That thing is so cool. And she and yeah, Katie cool. and Katie says, If I had a friend like Bruce, I would never need another toy again. Um, so that's what prompts Gemma to create Megan to give to Katie. And, you yeah. know, they bond together and uh I think that Megan the character is awesome. Uh yeah. I think that uh she just looks cool and I think that she's funny. I think she's actually really creepy when she needs to be. Um Yeah, she
1: does dude, they they did a really good job of mixing um practical effects with um with CGI. Yep. Um, So they 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 CGI her face a little bit of the time. Um, But for the most part, um, the the little girl actress that they got to play her is, you know, it's a person like it's a it's a little girl.
0: Yeah. And
1: and as I understand it, CGI her face a little bit.
0: Yep. And as I understand it, there's two girls that play Megan. One is like the one in the suit. Um, and the other one is the one doing like the voice uh, oh, okay. and the singing voice. And funny enough, um, I maybe both of them are doing it. One of the girls that plays Megan is already like doing horror conventions now, which I think is really cool. Oh, sweet. So like this movie is well, very, very popular, um, which I well, think is, I, just, I think is awesome. I think Megan's a cool horror icon already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and what I like about it is so. um, uh, it, kitty can't really connect with her aunt aunt, and she's she's trying to but it it doesn't feel natural um but when megan comes in she can play with megan and megan feels okay to her and megan's not going to judge her and megan's always um saying hey like comforting her Just saying, hey, it's okay. Like, let's talk about it. And in fact, you know, just, I guess it's about halfway through um, because um, they're trying to show off Megan and what she can do. And it's a really good scene where Katie Katie doesn't feel good. She really doesn't want to do this like demonstration w- with Megan. But when they get there, Katie starts crying. She's like, you know, I miss I miss my parents and and I don't feel right and I don't feel OK. And Megan's like, well, hey, listen, tell me about your parents. I'll record this. I'll keep this memory for you and i'll keep it special for you and like that's that scene for me i i thought was really um it was pretty heartbreaking yeah man
0: (laughs) that i'm so glad you mentioned that scene because we saw one demonstration the first demonstration that we saw of megan was when megan and katie first met right Right. and megan impressed her by like you know making an invisible drawing and Katie's like, I can't see anything. And she spills and Megan spills water on it. And it reveals like a really incredible painting of Katie. And oh then, yeah. I
1: forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And then the second one is after the dog attack where the Katie is playing with arrows and Megan has to go get the arrow from the other side of the fence. Right. And uh, Megan gets attacked by the dog. Um, And Katie gets bit on the arm and, you know, she's laying in bed and her temperature's rising and Gemma's like, hey, we have this demonstration. Um, You don't have to do it if you don't want to, but there's a lot of people here to see what Megan can do. So Katie does it anyway. And that's when that scene happens that you just talked about. And that might be like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Honestly, that scene is so like devastating, but it also has such a feel good moment to it. And it's got, got a really, it. it's got a really beautiful message to it. And it's just got that warm feeling to it. And I got to say, one of the things that I love about this movie, is it the most groundbreaking thing? No, but I really think that Megan as a movie is going to be a great gateway movie down the road for younger people getting into horror.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I think the same thing. Um, And it, it The cool thing is, like, there are so many, um, there are so many, um, like, kind of touching moments in the movie, and where you feel kind of, you can't, you feel kind of moved by it. Um, and and there's just, it's just like a sweet moment, which was, you know, that scene that I was talking about, where she's just like, hey, tell me about your mom. I'm going to save this. For you so that you can have it anytime you want to so it's this like endearing thing that they do um but the cool thing is that even though megan's doing that like on the side there's all this fucked up shit happening um and it's because and and this is what i think is interesting um because like i love to look into like artificial intelligence and sure where, where it's going and stuff like that um so it, it kind of touches on the dangers of artificial intelligence because what what is told to megan and megan learns on her own and what they tell her is uh, protect katie
0: yeah which which megan takes quite literally and is like I must protect her at all costs. Exactly.
1: And so that's when it that's when it goes off the rails. Yeah, because it Gemma is.
0: because Gemma says we designed her to optimize her goals to be the best at what she does. And yes. that's when Megan starts to take it to another level and viewing that as well if something's threatening Katie, I must eliminate that threat. Um, right
1: and i i think the interesting thing about it too is that when she gives megan that that command like you know protect her at all costs um then that backfires on her mm-hmm. because she's she's the creator katie's Anna is the creator and she's the one that made megan and she's the one that tells megan hey like you have to protect her at all costs but then she's just trying to have normal conversations with katie and stuff like that but her tone and you know her trying to discipline katie which is what parents do you have Mm -hmm. to yeah you know i've got you know i've got seven year old girls man like and (laughs) you know sometimes like you know they push the boundaries and that's that's what kids that age do yeah they're like how much can I get away with? And then that's when, that's when you have to, you know, as an adult and as an, as a parent, you have to sit there and go, okay, you know, I love you and I don't want to upset you, but listen, like a line's got to be drawn somewhere. Yeah. Like we're, we can't, we can't just keep doing this and you're not going to get away with everything that you want. And, and that's what, um, that's what Katie's and is trying to say is like, Hey, you can't just get away with everything that you want to. Yeah. Because um, the, <laughs> because
0: the more that Megan and Katie are paired together and the more they get closer to each other, Katie becomes more rebellious and really reliant on Megan. Yes. Um And that's, yeah. you know, that's the big theme of the movie is that don't be so reliant on technology. You know, uh, Katie views Megan as like a caregiver, and she's not a real person; she's a toy. Gemma views Megan as a replacement parent because she doesn't know how to be a parent. Um, right, exactly. And you know, there's many conversations from Gemma's coworker and from the child psychiatrist saying, like, you know, I thought we built, or or I thought you built this toy to help parents and to be a plaything, not to replace parents and be a, a primary caregiver.
1: Well, and y- you know, what's funny about that is that um, even though it's kind of an extreme version of it, that like, there are a lot of parents and, and, and even myself, I have to be careful about this is that, you know, some parents will just sit their kids on the iPad or whatever on the computer and that's just their their babysitter
0: Mm -hmm. you know what
1: i'm saying like yeah and and i I think that's kind of the warning from the movie Uh, it it, obviously it's taking it's taken to an extreme Mm -hmm. um but that's the warning it's like it's like hey listen you can't just like let computers be your babysitter you can't just check out as a parent you know, and not have human interaction and just let them you know, just interact with like computer or AI or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh so, so I, I mean that that kind of that kinda resonates with me because I, I have to be careful about that because sometimes when I'm <laughs> when i'm worn out and i'm you know just like i've had a long day or whatever i'm i'm tempted to just be like hey girls here's your ipads like y'all just sit there and uh, you know do your thing yeah but you you can't do that like and that's and that's a struggle with (laughs) modern (laughs) modern life modern parenting like it's 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 rough, man.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as we're, as I'm looking down, we're 51 minutes, you know, into the episode of talking about Megan. I think people went in expecting another Chucky movie. And there are elements of that in here. There are death scenes, but this is not a slasher movie. This is more of a fantastical horror comedy futuristic type thing yeah. um there are deaths in here but if you're a gore hound looking for chucky with a death scene every 10 minutes you're not going to get that cuz we don't get
1: yeah that's not your movie yeah
0: we don't get a real death scene until like 40 minutes into the movie with the little with the stupid bratty kid in the woods um yeah uh,
1: and I, I don't know if it was cuz we were talking about the unrated version uh the version um, versus like the theatrical version, mm-hmm. um, and and the one that I watched, like when she's, you know, the kid picks the kid picks her up, and
0: well, I I and- should say before we get into the woods, there is one attack scene is Megan takes out the dog that bit Katie. Oh yeah, which yeah. is which is off screen, but man, is that scene upsetting when she pulls the dog through the fence?
1: Yeah, and I, dude, I hate seen animals get hurt so. me too
0: me too so um, that that scene is uh is quite scary and uncomfortable um but that's the first that's the first attack until we get to brandon in the woods
1: yeah and he's just a dickhead and he picks up uh he picks up megan um and well you, know, you like how her-
0: sorry how is this kid like not in jail at the moment he tells his mom to fuck off (laughs) you know like and I get that that, I I get that I get that that's not a crime but that leads to one of my favorite laugh out loud moments in the movie is that (laughs) his mom yeah his mom is talking to Gemma about like oh it's so great he just loves being out here and you know he's such a great kid and he's so well behaved and she's like Brandon do you want um something to eat and he's like fuck off yeah. <laughs> like that was a funny laugh out loud moment and I, she just yeah, like I, she's like you could just say no thank you. Yeah. I did laugh at that. Um yeah, cuz she's like she's like hey Brandon and
1: he's like fuck off
0: mom. Yeah, but he <laughs> But he like you know so he's paired with Katie in the woods to go find um like acorns or something like that. Right, they they find one, and he picks it up to take it from Katie, and then he's like, "I'm sorry, you can have it." And then he shoves it into her hand to like, like stab her with it in the hand, and then is just gonna, you know, beat her up or do something. Well, and that's and that's
1: that's again where um, the uh, with the AI in, in Megan, you know, they she says, you know, protect Megan or you know, protect Katie. Yep. And so she sees this little bully, you know, messing with Katie and automatically goes like crazy extreme. Yep. Like not, not stop him. Yep. He's got to die.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. So, he um, so he sees Megan in the woods standing off, you know, not at first, Megan's not doing anything. She's just standing there silent. And then he picks her up and runs away with her. And Katie's trying to find them. And then he plops Megan down and is like, why won't you talk? And then he freaking slaps the doll and all that stuff. And then Megan finally comes alive when he grabs her hair. And this is the first death scene. And Jason, I know you didn't see the unrated cut, but, you know, there's the even in the PG-13 cut in the rated theatrical cut when when Megan rips off his ear (laughs) Uh, it's yeah, pretty we were... it's pretty gnarly because you even in the theatrical cut you see that ear stretching like crazy and I I was in the theater being like ooh yeah
1: um well so there's there's two things about this part that I love um we we were talking about the the ear getting ripped off um and uh, I was I was joking with you about a stretch Armstrong <laughs> doll yep um. Uh, some of our listeners may remember those. Um, but it was just this doll that had like gel in it and you could just stretch the arms like crazy. Um yeah. and, Jason, and te-
0: tell us your age without telling us your age.
1: Yeah, stretch arms <laughs> strong. There you go. Um but uh but yeah, um that, that ear scene, um, she goes to rip his ear off and Um, even in the theatrical cut, like his ear
0: stretches,
1: (laughs) it's, it's almost like it stretches like a whole foot and then finally comes off.
0: And you see Um, a little bit of blood now, Jason, what you have not seen and you will see when you watch the unrated cut is you see that ear come off in the unrated cut. Well, the other thing, the other thing, like I said, there were
1: two things about the scene that I really loved. Um, the ear thing was, was pretty cool. Um, but the other thing was when she goes to all fours and yes. it starts running Love like that. an animal. Love that. It was very cool. Um, and apparently, um, I, I watched a little behind the scenes or just little snippets here and there. Um, apparently the actress, uh, you know, that played Megan or filled in. Um, she she's like this crazy gymnast or whatever, and oh, okay. she was able to she was able to do that.
0: Oh wow, yeah, no, that's def, like, that's yeah, definitely it, uh that's definitely a creepy scene when Megan starts running on all fours like a dog to chase after Brandon.
1: Yeah, so apparently it it wasn't really like a special effect; like she was able to. Now they might have manipulated a little bit, but. She was able to run on all fours like that. And I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. Well, that's cool to know
0: because there's another scene towards the end where Megan does something kind of similar to that. But she chases Brandon into the road and Brandon gets run over by a car. And it's definitely not the most graphic thing, but it's definitely more graphic in the unrated version. You definitely get a better look at the impact of the car and the blood splatters on the street. Um, so there's not a huge amount of difference, like I said, with the unrated versus the theatrical. It's pretty much the exact same movie, except the, except the, uh, the kills are more gory and there's more effects inserted. Um, but that ear comes off in the unrated cut and you see blood spurting out of this kid's head. Um, and you see the ear get stretched and ripped off. So, um, it's, uh, it's pretty gnarly, but so we go on and, you know, the... The, you know, Gemma and Katie start to kind of question um, Megan about if she did anything because Megan's, you know, Gemma should be able to access all of Megan's memories and she can't do that because the videos of the day that Brandon was killed are blocked out. Um,
1: right. So it's 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 uh Megan becoming independent.
0: Exactly. Like the AI. And even um, even still. Um, after the dog disappeared from Megan, um, the neighbor lady is coming after Gemma, you know, saying, I know you did it, I know you did it, you always complain, and now my dog's gone. And then Megan sees the neighbor as a threat, so she kills her in the shed with, um, plant, like, gardening chemicals, and, uh... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she, like, uh... Oh, what does she do it's like it's um so Megan what happens is Megan is hiding in the shed and the woman's out looking for her dog shaking a bowl of food and right,
1: but it's, it's it's
0: like it's like weed killer yeah
1: or, or some kind of poison that she just like
0: pumps into
1: her like mouth right
0: she sprays her in the face um oh, yeah so yeah. Megan is hiding in the shed and then she comes out she you know s- sprays her against the wall with the chemicals a little bit and then the woman tries to run away and Megan shoots a nail gun at her and it goes into her hand. Oh. Yeah. And that's and that's in the PG-13 cut and I saw that in theaters and I was like, oh, Oh. Which uh, you know, like uh, there there's
1: so many movies that do the nail gun trick. Mhm. Um it, and that's not how a nail gun works. No. Um, <laughs> it's it's totally effective and and it's great. Um but just every time i see somebody like getting like pummeled by a nail gun i'm like that's not how that works <laughs> like- yeah like the
0: evil evil dead remake where the one possessed girl's shooting the nail gun everywhere yeah yeah, yeah yeah or uh not a nail gun but a staple gun in home alone 2 where it shoots marvin the balls oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's just i don't know if there's that much projectile in that but whatever um, it's yeah, an yeah, effect. It, it's an effective that's, that's scene. That's
1: not how that would work, but it, it's it, that's not the point. Um, yeah. So I, wait, just, but I just it, find it funny.
0: Yeah. So we see it go into her hand, and then again in the unrated cut, it cuts away in the theatrical cut that you saw where uh, Megan sprays her with the chemicals. You just kind of hear oh oh oh. Right. No, it's it's definitely still a quick cut, but you see her face start to melt away from the chemicals. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty gnarly. Um
1: I I don't know why um that scene kind of reminded me of um uh what's um midsummer um the beginning of midsummer oh uh, um, with the oxygen tubes with the yeah with the the uh the hose like taped into the people's mouth, or or the the sister's mouth.
0: Yeah, I could I, I could see that. That's a, uh, yeah. I, I
1: don't know why that just brings me back there, but uh, sure.
0: It, it oh, does. dude, no difficult. midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer has a gnarly opening scene.
1: Uh, Yeah, and dude, we like. I still like. I still have nightmares.
0: Yeah, and we will. <laughs> we will. Yeah,
1: uh, to their, yep. their mouth.
0: What it actually reminds me of now that I'm thinking about it is in Men in Black One. Where uh, the exterminators trying to kill all the bugs in the shed? He's uh, like, I got yeah, a you got yeah, a pest yeah, yeah. control problem, and then Edgar takes the the bug killer hose and shoves it into his mouth.
1: <laughs> yes, <Yep. laughs>
0: that's what that reminds I mean, me you of. See all
1: the gas coming out from the sides or whatever. Yeah, yeah that yeah, scene yeah.
0: freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. Um, but no, so we go on and you know Megan's starting to get questioned, and I love Megan's like sassy moments throughout the movie because later on when they're scared of her. Gemma will be like, Megan, turn off. And she'll be like, are you sure? I thought we were having a conversation.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a big part of it, um, you know, because slowly Megan becomes self-aware and self-controlling. So when she's normally being told or or she could normally, you know, shut down or turn off or whatever, she doesn't do that anymore.
0: Yeah. And she she
1: keeps, she keeps awake even when they tell her to shut down. And, and they think that she is shut down, but she's not shut down. She stands still. Yep. But she's still taking in everything that they're saying and all of that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so they decide to take her back. They're like, we can't go through with this big launch. We need to, you know, shut her down. And, um, There's this whole little subplot that they don't really address as the movie goes on, but that one coworker, uh, Kurt, was wanting to steal the designs for Megan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which leads to one of my other favorite moments, um, which is he's downloading the files and he's got his computer open behind a corner and then the big boss comes over and he shuts his laptop real quick and he goes, oh, sorry. And he goes, you weren't porn hubbing in the office again, were you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, that that guy's always got some funny lines. Earlier on, when Megan's but face, when Megan's when done. the when the prototype of Megan's face blows up before she has hair and everything, he's like, "For the record, yeah. I thought it was super cool." And then he just awkwardly walks away. But it it, it does play
1: in because um, so so a little bit further, like they're it, they realize that Megan's um kind of going off the rails or. Um, they have suspicions they don't know for sure um but that's when they try to destroy her and even though they think that she's shut down she's not shut down she knows what's going on around her even though they tell her like hey power down or you know turn yourself off um and then so she goes off the rails because she's Mm self-protecting um she's doing what a, a person would do yeah uh, just like hey you're you're trying to kill me. you're trying to destroy me no, I'm gonna fight back.
0: yeah um, so so, at, so she... at this point, Gemma and Katie have kind of reconciled because they had a falling out over how attached to Megan Katie was but right. they but they reconciled and Gemma realizes like I need to be a better parent and Katie realizes I have you, I don't need. Megan. So they reconcile, they leave, they're gonna deactivate Megan at the lab. The other coworkers are. Megan does stuff like intercept a phone call and shut down the security system. And she also blows up the lab for the other two co-workers after trying to hang one of them from the wires.
1: Yeah, she can she can hack into everything. Yeah. I mean, she's she's got full access to everything. Um and that that was part of it like when she when she figures out that she's going to be shut down, she's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. And I love that scene I'm where hot.
0: after she blows up the lab and she's going to go home to get Katie and uh, Gemma, um, the security alarm's going off, and Megan just walks past it, doesn't lift a finger, doesn't even look at it, and the security system just goes, security off.
1: Well, yeah, that was that was the other thing I was going to say, because you, you mentioned... Um, the guy that was um, sharing uh, the AI um, system or Megan system with like a rival company or was giving away the secrets for Megan. Yeah. Um, and when she goes to get at him, she even says it. She says, hey, you were stealing shit and you were trying to take my um, my programming and trying to give it to somebody else, so I'm gonna yeah. take you out.
0: And you're a bad person because your boss treated you badly, and you know, you like she's like, I didn't kill anyone, you did it because your boss treated you badly. Um, uh, yep. and then she kills him, being like, And what if you couldn't live with yourself? And this is after she's taken the um, the paper slicer from the office, she does her dance, and then she kills the yes. The big boss with the paper cutter slicer thing, she stabs him oh, through yeah. the through the elevator. Yep. and again, it cuts away in the theatrical cut, but in the unrated uh, one, yeah, it it, it, it really
1: was it, man. Like, I mean, that's uh, again, that's kind of why, uh, like, I was okay watching it with with the mm-hmm. kids.
0: Oh no, it's perfect for that. It doesn't bother me at all in the theatrical really no, cut.
1: Yeah, there's there's really no like hardcore nasty shit in it like you see just a tiny bit of blood here and there and it's implied I mean you know what's gonna happen or you know well, what is it's, happening
0: it's more than implied in the uh, <laughs> in the unrated version because yeah, she's because uh, uh, she because she stabs this guy through the back and the blood like explodes out of his chest and hits the other co-worker in the face Nice. <laughs> uh, and then she does the, you're a bad person and you can't live with yourself. And then she kills him. Then she steals the smart car and goes back to uh, Katie and Gemma's house. And this is where we get our final battle.
1: Well, real quick before that final, um, the her taking the paper cutter mm-hmm. or ripping the paper cutter off and using that as a weapon um it, I I'm guessing you still have not seen the faculty.
0: No, I have not, but it's gonna happen as an episode one of these days.
1: All right. All right. This is your your bitch episode. You're a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah, uh Hartnet um in the faculty rips off a paper cutter and uses it as a weapon. Okay. Um so every day, Yeah, when Ooh, I saw that, when that, I saw Megan
0: That voice crack that? though that voice crack though, that I just had. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, um, (laughs) no,
1: when I, when when I saw, uh, in Megan, when I saw her rip off that, uh, that piece of the paper cutter, I was, I, it just took me back to the faculty. I was like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, no, Uh, it's gonna, it's
0: gonna (laughs) happen. I, uh, I said I wanted to, at some point do a string of nineties horror films. Um, and, uh, that one will definitely happen, but, uh, that's cool that it's, uh, that it's there, but you know, we, it's a,
1: it's a reference. And when, when you, it, and it, it, it very well may have been on purpose.
0: Probably. Um, yeah.
1: I could, but uh, I could have seen but, this
0: movie coming out in the nineties. So it's possible.
1: But yeah, if, when you watch the faculty or when you see it, like it, when that scene happens, you'll be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get to so all out,
0: it, we get to all yeah. out insanity in the final battle at the house. Um, and it's Katie and Gemma versus, uh, Megan and I love that Megan and Gemma are like wrestling and fighting and Katie's coming out of her room being like is everything okay and they're like in the middle of a scuffle being like nope everything's fine (laughs) yeah
1: I I did like that scene especially um because uh Megan's trying to you know manipulate her um and she's she's getting very violent with her and she's like don't tell Katie like Katie can't know about this and so she says you know if when Katie comes out like tell her everything's fine like everything's good and you know tell her to go back to her room uh it's 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 pretty cool
0: (laughs) yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty funny it's very comedic that they're like that they're like everything's okay
1: well yeah and it's 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 uh it's Again, Megan trying to preserve herself, mm-hmm. and I—I I think a lot of a lot of the movie, which I think is very cool, is Megan making sure that Katie is still on board with her.
0: Yeah, and like uh,
1: making making sure that she's not doing anything that Katie would deem inappropriate or whatever.
0: Yeah, she's, she's very, very manipulative and she does little things throughout the movie, like preserve her memories so that she can play them back to Katie or she sings like lullabies to her, Um, which side note, um, after I saw the movie in theaters, I then purchased the score for the movie and it's downloaded on my phone uh, because I think the score is awesome, but they also put Megan's little singing songs on there. Mm. um so tell me your dreams and titanium the two songs in the movie are played there sure uh, or two of the songs are played there and that titanium song is so good yeah
1: yeah um, they, they, they did the songs very well
0: yeah so we got the so we got the final battle and you know Gemma tries to fight back so uh Megan's like I'm gonna take you out there's a very blumhousey horror moment in there. Where after Megan gets water thrown on her by Gemma, she does the the ring girl walk, <laughs> you know, yeah. or like a grudge yeah. moment. And I'm like, yep, that's very Blum House. Yeah, um, but it's cool. Um, I, I
1: I I think the final the final battle is um, pretty cool too because I mean they they do tear Megan up pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, because um, Katie
0: walks in and does find out what's going on, and she ends up, you know, turning on Megan by using Bruce that we saw earlier to like. F- it becomes Rock'em Sock'em Robots.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly like she said. Like Bruce is a Rock'em Sock'em robot,
0: and, and she and um, he beats the shit out of Megan. Yeah, uh, but uh, she keeps on. She keeps it? on. She keeps on coming. She gets her face blown up. She gets her hair ripped off. Uh, and yeah, doesn't she, doesn't she even get ripped in half? She at does Bruce Yeah. Bruce. On her hands? Yeah. Bruce rips her in half because Katie's controlling Bruce and she's got the gloves on to control Bruce's hands. Right. And Bruce picks up Megan and rips her in half.
1: Yeah. And, and that's when you, that's when you think it's done, but then right when you think it's done, then. Megan comes walking on her hands and her yep. lower half is missing. Which is and a great, like, which is ah, a great,
0: yeah, yeah which is <laughs> yeah. a great horror scene. But then they overpower her and Katie frickin' stabs a screwdriver into Megan's, like, memory chip. I
1: was like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. T-Bulls, yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, uh, which we didn't talk about, um, but at the beginning, um, uh, Katie's Katie's aunt is telling her kind of how the the robots work or how Megan works and there's this like processor that's kind of like in the middle of their eyes or whatever
0: yeah it's behind um, behind and, her face in the middle in the middle of her head
1: yeah yeah and so uh Katie remembers that and that's when she jabs in there just to you know take her down
0: yep. And uh, so that's the end, or so we think, if you recall, Megan can uh, take over technology, so we get a little hint at the end that Megan's conscience may be inside of the AI system used to control their house, because the little camera turns on.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um we got a little bit of like skynet going on
0: yeah very much so and uh <laughs> megan megan 2.0 the sequel has already been announced for 2025 well and they they even
1: um they even talk about like in in the movie that like um they're they're asking megan certain questions or um megan throughout the movie is like basically searching the web Mm -hmm. like she has this constant uplink to the internet and um like even when um kitty's aunt is like saying something about parenting she's like oh well there's these statistics that say that you know if you're if you're gonna do this like do that like and she's just pulling all of this stuff offline yep so it's it's very apparent or they're they're making a point that her consciousness or she has access to i guess upload herself or pull everything from the internet and could probably still live there
0: yep and so uh she's uh left in the uh, in the security system at home so we're going to get uh Megan 2.0, and I'm excited for it. Um, I think Megan is an awesome movie. And, uh, you know, just to wrap it up, I think Megan's fun. And I think people, if you didn't see it and you thought it was going to be a generic Blumhouse PG-13 movie, there's so much heart in this movie, a lot of good drama, a lot of really touching moments, um, funny, scary, action-packed. Um, really fun and a great intro to horror for younger people or someone who might not be all about the scares and gore. I think this is a good one. So everybody, go out and see it, Jason. What do you think? Uh, yeah, man.
1: Like I said, like I mean, on it, if if you just want to watch it on the surface, um, and and going into it, you know, we said like when when I was going into it, I was I was expecting another Chucky because that last Chucky kind of remake that they did was, yeah, it was this AI doll that goes off the rails. Um, and I was expecting that same thing, but there's there's a lot going on, you know, under the surface. Like there's, there's a lot of telling things about AI, about uh, technology, um, kids dependence on technology um which really went home for me or drove home to me um was you know she's she's so katie's so reliant on megan megan's not even real and uh, yeah it just there's a lot going on in this movie Mm -hmm. um and again like i i loved it i i thought it was really good um now do i think it was the best movie that came out in the last 10 years like everybody else said it was no not really but (laughs) i i I did really enjoy it and for sure i i would say you know if you haven't seen it yeah definitely watch it like it's it's totally worth it it's good and if 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 you have the mindset to just kind of look under the surface you'll get it um, absolutely
0: um yeah. so that's our discussion on megan um thank you everybody for joining us again on midnight terrors um so uh be on the lookout for all the stuff we have coming up and uh get in touch with us midnight terrors podcast on facebook and instagram uh shoot us an email at midnight terrors podcast at gmail.com and tune in again for our next episode and uh jason how do we say the name of the show here um i'm not sure this week um uh, maybe
1: maybe the midnight the, the midnight terrors
0: podcast yeah that works cool all right. um so uh thank you everybody for listening this is the midnight terrors podcast we will see you all again very soon peace